Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Trevor Lovell, a pastor from our Near North location. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we created The Daily Cut, short biblical devotionals, just small sips of the word that we hope encourage and challenge you as you grow in your faith and walk with Jesus. This is The Daily Cut, and I'm Trevor Lovell. All right, it's good to be with you all. I uh, hope you've been enjoying this series through the book of Acts that we've been uh, going through together. I, I think sometimes it's just great to cover a whole book uh, with these kind of broad strokes to kind of work through it quickly, uh, get the main pieces and just get a feel for what the book is doing as a whole. And, and then at the same time, as you're doing that, to have the chance to kind of stop and enjoy some of the details along the way. And so I hope that's what this series has been like for you uh, and, and that it's been helpful and encouraging. Because today we are continuing that very same series. And yesterday, Amber Smith, she kicked off the second week of it uh, by telling the story of the first missionary journey that the Apostle Paul took, along with his friend and partner in ministry, Barnabas, who, uh, who we affectionately call Barney. Right? And on that journey, they had some triumphs and they had some, some trials as well. Uh, but then at the end of chapter 14, they make it back home to Antioch, to the city where their own church is located, and they bring the report of everything that's happened. And at first, right, it's, it's all good. Everybody's excited and they're celebrating. But then we see pretty quickly things take uh, a turn for a kind of a sour note uh, because some visitors come from Jerusalem and they are not as excited uh, or as happy about what God has done through Paul and Barnabas on this first missionary journey. And uh, kind of uh, stirs up into this conflict that the rest of chapter 15 ends up being uh, basically aimed at resolving that conflict. And so this is what it says in chapter 15, verse 1. But some men came down from Judea, which is the region where Jerusalem is, and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Right? Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. They're basically saying, Paul and Barnabas, all of these people that you just led to faith that just became followers of Jesus who are not Jewish, Jewish, they can't just believe in Jesus. If they're going to be Christians, they need to become Jewish as well. They have to follow the Torah, the Old Testament. And we can actually see some good reasons for why they thought so, right? Mainly because that was how it worked when a Gentile converted to Judaism. When they did that, they couldn't just profess faith uh, in God, in the God of Israel. They had to go through everything. If they were male, that included circumcision. And then they had to follow all of these rituals laid out in the Old Testament law. And so it makes sense that they thought this. Right? But what we see is Paul and Barnabas don't agree. And it says this in verse 2, giving their response. And after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension, no small dissension and debate with them, which means things got heated. Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. So it seems like they couldn't just settle it between themselves. And this was a real issue that had to be resolved. This, this really had a pretty huge impact on all the work that had been done on the first missionary journey and what it was going to mean for these churches. And uh, so they decided just with the what the impact of this decision was going to be, they decided to take it to the apostles themselves, right? to those who had known and walked with Jesus, who were still in Jerusalem, who were leading the church there, and to see what they had to say about this particular issue. 
And so they make their way down to Jerusalem, spreading the good news along the way and churches in Samaria and in other places along the way about what had happened uh, on their first missionary journey. And everyone's excited that, that more and more Gentiles, people who aren't Jewish, they're coming to faith, they're becoming followers of Jesus, and, and everyone's excited about this. Right, But then Paul and Barnabas, they finally make it to Jerusalem and they give this same report to all the apostles and the elders. And they're all gathered together to hear this issue and to make a decision on it. But in the context of this meeting, instead of just celebration, uh, even more contention arises around the issue as they're trying to resolve it. And it explains why in verses four and five, it says this, when they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders And they declared all that God had done with them. But some believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, it is necessary to circumcise them and to order them to keep the law of Moses. At the same issue was raised and the debate follows afterwards. What do we do with these Gentiles who have become followers of Jesus? Is it enough that they believe in Jesus? Or do they have some responsibility to essentially become Jewish too. What does it look like for a person uh, to convert now? Is it the same as what it used to be, or is it now something different? And in verse 7, it says that there was much debate over this issue. They talked about it a lot, right? working through the, the logic of the theological arguments one way and the other, poring over the scriptures, trying to figure out what was the right decision here. And then in the midst of all this debate, something happens to sway the decision. And it says in verse seven that what takes place is the apostle Peter stands up and he addresses them all. And this is what he says. Brothers, you know that in the early days, God made a choice among you that by my mouth, the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. He's talking about his experience with Cornelius and his family, what we learned about just earlier in the book of Acts. And God, who knows the heart, bore witness to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. And he made no distinction between us and them, having cleansed their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why are you putting God to the test by placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, just as they will. Right, Peter makes this argument. And there's a couple of points to it, right? First, his own experience that they all, that they all know about already, about how Cornelius and his family came to faith and how they spoke in tongues, praising God in, in that particular way, in the same way that the believers did at Pentecost, which was evidence that the Spirit was moving and bringing people to Jesus even beyond the Jewish people. Right? It was an affirmation of what the Spirit was doing as it was beginning to cross these ethnic lines. And it validated the salvation of these Gentiles, even without them living according to any of the Old Testament laws. And then adding to that, Peter also makes the point that the Israelites themselves were never able to fulfill these laws. He's saying that we too have been saved by the grace of Jesus, and the same is true for them. So we shouldn't add anything onto it. We shouldn't add requirements for them to be saved. So that's Peter's argument. He stands up and makes that. Uh, and, and then what happens next in verse 12 is, is right here. And all the assembly fell silent and they listened to Barnabas and Paul as they related what signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James replied, 
All right, now James stands up, who's the brother of Jesus, who's a significant leader in the church in Jerusalem. He stands up and follows the, the testimony of Peter and the testimony of Paul and Barnabas. And he really gives the final word here. And this is what he says. Brothers, listen to me. Simeon, who is Peter, right? Simeon and Peter being the same person. Simeon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree. And he quotes this from the book of Amos. After this, I will return and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins and I will restore it that the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who makes these things known from of old. All right, so James, he's taking Peter's account and he's thinking about these things in connection with Amos's prophecy. And he realizes that what Amos prophesied about uh, in chapter nine, verses 11 and 12, he's saying that's exactly what we're experiencing now. And what he realizes in reflecting back on that passage, and I'm sure many other passages, is that it was always God's plan to include those who weren't Jewish within the people of God. He realizes that it was always God's plan to include those who weren't Jewish within the people of God. It was never God's intention to choose only the Jewish people. And so what they're experiencing is what the Old Testament books have been teaching all along. This passage from Amos being just one example of that. And so James adds his own voice to that of Peter's in support of Paul and Barnabas. And then he concludes making this suggestion. He says this, right, in in verses 19 and 20. Therefore, my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols and from sexual immorality and, and from what has been strangled and from blood. And as the rest of the chapter goes on to record, everyone is in agreement with this, right? They they voted in, they're all affirming this decision. And then they send Paul and Barnabas back to Antioch with the good news. And so all of the work of the first missionary journey among the Gentiles has been validated, right? That, That what the way God has been moving, what the spirit of God has been doing, it's been validated and affirmed. And now the stage has been set moving forward as well. The whole church is in agreement for what it looks like for Gentiles to become followers of Christ. And as the rest of the book unfolds, that's the direction it goes as the gospel continues to move forward uh, to the east, to the west. And so that's chapter 15 in a quick summary. But before we wrap things up here, I do want to take a minute and just try and bring some significance out of this for us. And, and there are a lot of things to pull out of this, a lot of different ways to apply it. Uh, but the thing I want to focus on is why their decision matters for us today. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why, right? The, the decision they made was that Gentile followers of Jesus don't have to follow the Old Testament rituals in order to be saved. They, don't, they didn't have to add anything onto their faith. And that matters for those of us who aren't Jewish, but are followers of Jesus, because the same thing is true for us today. Right? We might think about the issue along uh, different lines, right? We might not think about it in quite the same way. But the truth is, I think all of us feel pressure at certain times to add something onto our faith to add something that, that somehow makes us in or, or better, right, before God. For example, I think it's easy for people to think of baptism in this way, that it's not just faith in Jesus that brings about our salvation, but that we have to be baptized too. Uh, and then you can just kind of add to the list. We, we think we have to receive communion too. We, we think we have to read our Bibles every day too. We have to spend time in prayer every day too. 
it's, I think it's really easy for us to create a list of things like that and to think that those are what bring about our salvation. And the truth is all of those are really great things. And I, and I hope that we all do uh, engage with those things and that we're doing that. But at the same time, these aren't the things that our faith is based on. Our salvation isn't based on our practice of these things. What this decision solidified, uh, this decision that's recorded in, in Acts chapter 15, is that we're saved by faith in Jesus Christ alone. And so I just want to say that if you've been in a bit of a funk going through this season, right, maybe maybe struggling with, maybe even questioning your faith, uh, maybe you're in a place where you feel like you're losing hope in God and, and just altogether struggling, right, because it hasn't been an easy season. Let me just say that I think sometimes what can add to that pressure uh, is the belief that we need to keep performing in these ways for God, that, that we need to keep performing like religious athletes for God in order to be acceptable before him. When the truth is, we don't. And so whether that's you or not, whether that's your struggle or not, I hope that today is a day that you can rest in the grace of Jesus Christ and know that you are saved and that you are loved not because you're perfect, not because you fulfilled or performed anything perfectly, but because of the saving work of Jesus Christ. And that alone, that is where your salvation lies. And you can rest in that today. That's the gift we've been given. And that's what the decision in Acts chapter 15 solidified for us. And as I mentioned earlier, it also paved the way for the rest of the book of Acts and the missionary journeys that would follow and for the gospel to continue to expand into the Gentile world. And that's where the book goes next, and that's where we'll go next with our devotionals as well. So tune back in tomorrow to hear what happens next. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're doing well. We'll be back tomorrow with another short devotional. So stay tuned.